from a bar mitzvah at the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem to a temple procession in Taipei. The people of our world are passionate about their beliefs. Are you listening? Tune in to the sounds of your world on Radio Taiwan International. You're listening to Radio Taiwan International. I am Natalie So, and up to Sarah, we have just the classics, but first join us for Here in Taiwan. Hello and welcome to Here in Taiwan. It's Wednesday, September 2nd, and in the studio we have Shirley Lin. Hello. Paula Chow. Hello. And I am Natalie So. We'll be telling you about pangolin diplomacy and also how pet birds are now allowed on metros. Also some new fines for drivers who don't yield at sidewalks. And a story about a nine-year-old who sought her grandpa's help for something we'll tell you in just a moment. Those stories and more coming right up. Okay, you guys have heard of panda diplomacy. Well, we're employing pangolin diplomacy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you guys know what pangolins are? Yeah, they, it's like this animal that's got like these hard scales, scales on them. Scales right, scaly yeah. animal. Sca- scaly they, actually, animal. they're the only mammals in the world that have these hard scales. Mm-hmm. And they're endangered animals. Mm. And we take very good care of them at the Taipei Zoo. They're actually only a few species in Asia and in um, sub-Saharan Africa. And the Czech delegation um, is here, and the mayor of Prague um, had once told Taipei Mayor that he loves pangolins. Oh, (laughs) okay. (laughs) So that's why we're giving them uh, two, a female and a male. The female's named um, Jun Ho Tang. Ho Tang. Like um, cough medicine. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) And the male's named Guo Bao Guo, as in fruit, treasure. So oh. we're actually going to be sending more than two, oh. but um, we're going to send over about over 10 to the Prague Zoo. Pangolins? Yeah. Oh so they're very lucky to be able to get these endangered animals. They're sometimes known as scaly anteaters. Mm. And um, they're actually not too big. They're about uh, 30 to 100 centimeters long. Um, they have large protective keratin scales covering their skin. Um, so they're the only mammals in the world with this feature. They usually live in hollow trees or burrows, and they're nocturnal. They like to eat ants and termites. That's kind of nice, huh? <laughs> Which they capture with their long tongues. And uh, they tend to be solitary animals, so they only meet to mate, and they do take care of the kids for two years before they <laughs> let them off in the wild. Okay. So. <laughs> so that's all about the pangolins, but I think it's kind of cool yeah. that um, we're employing pangolin diplomacy. Okay, one more story about uh, animals is that uh, pet birds are now going to be allowed on the MRTs. Oh. oh in a cage, though, caged. Mm-hmm. So, did you know that actually anyone can take a pet as long as they have a cage like a pet yeah. dog and really? a pet cat yeah oh, or even I a snake I saw someone a snake even yeah. a snake are you serious a snake scary. in a net you know? I don't know you can take snakes that's scary well this guy did in a net mm. where uh, on the MRT oh my gosh and you saw it yep was it big 
Yeah, it looked like a pretty big fat one. Oh wow, it's <laughs> pretty scary. Were you scared? Um, I I I didn't get in the same car as you. <laughs> 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 I was like, Ugh. oh wow. So I think that's it. Kind of shows where Taiwan is going because actually this year. Pets are going to outnumber children in Taiwan. Did you guys know that? <laughs> yeah. Wow. So sadly, that's something big. I yeah, mean, I big mean, news. what does it mean? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I recently got a pet uh, cat, Kitty, and mm. I can understand why people would really like to have pets instead of kids. <laughs> <laughs> Coming from a mother I mean, with two I boys. Mean, of course, I love my boys, you know. But I mean, pets are so much easier. They're really low maintenance, especially cats. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if cats. you you don't need a babysitter, you can leave the home, right? Not the same with little kids, right? Mm. Um, and they're sweet. They you know, take care of themselves. They, yeah, they're potty yeah. trained. When you I know the kitties are, anyways, they clean themselves. You just have to feed them twice a day. Uh-huh. And then sometimes they're really sweet and they purr and all that. And, you know, you play with them when you want to play with them, give them toys. They're happy and play with you. And then, but they're pretty independent. I'm talking about cats. Yes. <laughs> so, but kids aren't like that. Oh my gosh, they, they, they take a lot of work. Yeah, they, they do, <laughs> especially when they're little. Mm. And when they're teens, they have their own opinions, right? <laughs> <laughs> but what exactly. what does that tell us? Taiwan has more pets than kids. <laughs> what does that tell us? Taiwanese people have no patience for you know raising kids. I guess. Well, I mean, I know there've been surveys, and I actually did a news. Report on this a while back when our birth rate was like one of the lowest in the world, mm. and there are actually two reasons that people um, are reluctant to have kids. Is one is the cost. Yes, financially. Mm. Financially, you don't want to know how much it'll cost. If you add it up, you probably don't want to have kids. Okay, <laughs> it's true. And then um, two is the loss of freedom. Yeah, right. So we know that those who've had kids. Yeah, we know. Once you have a baby, especially moms, you're you're not a free person. Mm. Yeah, especially when they're small. So. Some people don't want you know make that commitment. So we have a very low birth rate, which is around one, and it's been that way for a long time. Whereas pets, you know, they're actually automatically loyal to you too.、Mm-hmm. Whereas kids, they they're kind of loyal to you <laughs> when they're little, but they you know, have their own opinions and personalities,、yeah. right? Right. So, yeah, that's a big trend now. Even pet birds are getting、uh, good treatment. Oh wow! As well, have you guys、okay. ever thought about getting pets? Do you have pets? I no, used to. I used when to. When I was、really? young, but I no longer. What did longer... you have? Um, a cat and also a dog. Really? When I was in grade school,、Aww. but I don't think I have the energy to take care of, you know, pets anymore. <laughs> really? What、yeah. was it like when you were little? Did you play with them a lot? Oh, a lot. Yes. Right. Oh, it's、Aww. been a while.、Uh, we we had birds. This was when you know I was still in Hong Kong, not married yet.、Um, birds and fish. I've had fish. Oh, oh、okay. after I had kids, but、um, yeah, I don't work well with pets. Really? Yeah. Why? Well, first of all, the birds. Well, that's funny because that's a long, long story, a, a long time ago.、Um, my mom would take care of cleaning the cage, and we used to have、uh, a male and a female. Well, the female got out, or something like that, or the male got out, you know, while she was cleaning cage. So then she let go the other one <laughs> because she didn't want the other one to be lonely. Oh, I mean, they left the home, not just out of the cage. Left the cage and then flew out the window. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I'll tell you a story about my pet bird. I bought a really cute bird. It was like a rainbow around、oh, wow. its eyes, and this was right after I got married. And I was like, "Oh, it's probably really bored at home, you know." So I put it on the balcony. You did. Yeah, the first day, and、okay. left for work. And when I came back, the door was open. It had le- it had found its way found out. It out. Yeah.、Oh. 
Uh I'm like, how stupid can I get? Why didn't I just leave it in the house? (laughs) And how smart is that bird? (laughs) Yeah, smart bird. So that was only one day. And I figured, forget it. Did you spend a lot? Did did it it cost a lot? It wasn't that expensive, but it was cute. Oh my gosh. It's like a green color and had like a rainbow around its eye. Uh Uh-huh. It's really pretty. It sounds pretty. Yeah. Wow. But um, yeah, it didn't last too long. Oh no. (laughs) I hope it did okay in the wild. (laughs) Usually those kind of birds that are domesticated. They don't survive on the wild, actually. Oh, yeah, not not those so kinds. You know, so, the colorful ones, they yeah. don't. Yeah. Anyway, you know, pets are really big in Taiwan. Um, a lot of people actually want pets instead of kids. Mm. They're saying that. So for all the reasons I mentioned. About <laughs> <laughs> kids are nice, too, though. Okay, speaking about children, we do have a story about pregnant moms. Tell us about that. Okay, so according to the Xinzu obstetrician, her, uh, his name is Huang Benxiang. He says that about 23% of women experience depression during pregnancy. And um, he really encourages pregnant women to talk about their mental health concerns during pregnancy if they're feeling down and all that kind of stuff. He was saying this because he recently um, you know, treated a woman, 25-year-old, actually a blogger, and she was so severely depressed, depressed that she thought about committing suicide. She, I mean, she was depressed at when she was 20 weeks into her pregnancy. And the woman was concerned because she was thinking that she might lose her popularity, uh, you know, because she's a, a vlogger. You know, she's thinking that, oh, she's going to lose all her fans because she's changing, no, like physically. Yeah. Right, and get she's, better, right? Yeah, getting concerned. And so she suffered insomnia, loss of oh, appetite. No. She even felt like extreme pain in her lower abdomen due to uterine contractions. And I think yeah. that's abnormal. It's usually when you're like that, when you're under stress, oh, you get these early on yeah. uterine contractions. So uh, the health ministry also had statistics saying that 1.33 million people nationwide use medication for depression in 2018. And more than half of those are women. Okay, this is not oh. just pregnant women, but just women in general. I don't think pregnant women should be taking medication, should they? No. Okay, so here's the thing. Um, Dr. Huang was saying that, um, you know, this is really, um, it, it's really tough on women who probably were on, you know, depression medication before they got pregnant. And the thing is that, uh, you know, stopping the medication can also be harmful to the mother and the fetus. So you have to consult the doctor clearly about that. So it's like you have to, you want to take depression medication, but then you can't during pregnancy. So what do you do, you know? So, but um, anyway, Dr. Huang was saying that, you know, the reason why women go through depressions, for most women, pregnant women, is because, you know, our body change, is there's change in hormones. And so during menstruation or pregnancy or menopause, often result in anxiety or other negative emotions. And even like women, and then, and also for cases where women have, you know, family history of depression, they're more likely to be affected mental health due to hormonal changes. So the the things that experienced by this twenty um, five year old vlogger is very normal. You know, like pessimism, you know, that pessimistic attitude and mood swings and worrying about insignificant things, problems loss of sleep and appetite and severe cases, you know, having a suicidal inclination. These oh, are wow. actually pretty normal in people who are, you know, pregnant and get depressed. So the thing is that uh, there has been studies saying that 
to treat depression during pregnancy or even after childbirth, there's this thing called repetitive transcranial magnetic stimulation, which is non-invasive procedure that uses magnetic fields to stimulate nerve cells in the brain, but which won't affect the fetus or oh, really? breast milk. Yeah. So that's something that, you know, pregnant women who are depressed can do. But uh, ideally, pregnant women should rest more, don't do excessive housework. And um, some other things that, you know, is good for pregnant women to do is actually breathing exercises, yoga, and also like stretching because they can really improve your mood. Hmm. I yeah. think, yeah, I think pregnant women, I remember when I was pregnant and all of a sudden I didn't have so much energy mm-hmm. and I was like, why am I like this? You know, and I just, I yeah, feel, feel kind of depressed about, about that. Yeah, know, yeah, that's one in the beginning, right? And, yeah. And then near the end, he was like so heavy and you can't sleep well and yeah. you can't walk well and you're fat. And <laughs> <laughs> I know, you know, you need like your husband or somebody close to you to take to, care of you, like to, to pamper you. Yeah. And to tell you that don't feel guilty that you're lethargic, feeling lethargic, you can't do anything. Right. Because you're you making know, a okay. baby, you're making a human being. I know. It's yourself. okay to rest, you know, and, and do things that are good to for yourself. Just be nice to yourself. Right. That's what I'm thinking. You know, I don't know if this is count, discount, but after my first child because I went into like gosh I, I felt like it was like 24 hour labor oh, that's crazy and I know that's usually scary. for the first child right and and then after I gave birth and I was you know like on my bed in the hospital and I cried and I was like talking to this baby and said I'm sorry you're not going to have a sister or a brother because <laughs> I felt like this was it you know that's it <laughs> I, I said this is it you ruined it for yourself. <laughs> I yeah, I was so depressed. That's, That's so why funny. I remember saying that, like the first day after giving birth to her, you know. But now she's got uh, a younger got sister and a younger both, brother. Both, right? Yeah, so. How did that happen? <laughs> you, you forget. forget. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh. You forget all that pain and trouble and, you know, getting excited about getting pregnant again. But anyway, it was so funny. But you do go through those kind of, you know, mood swings. Oh, my gosh. And after the baby's born, too. I remember maybe a few weeks after the baby was born and the first time my husband was willing to babysit and my friends invited me to go out and hang out or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And then one of his friends came over and I was about to go out. And he's like, where are you going? You're the mom. And I was like, so mad. <laughs> I, mean, I really wanted to beat him up. I'm like, what do you mean? Oh. Can I have a night out to myself? Oh. His friend, you know, looked, yeah. looked so shocked that I would be leaving the house. <laughs> and I was but so happy I could go no out with idea. my friend. They have no idea how You know how, how much rest we need. You, and you don't have enough time sleep. Yeah. And you're always tired, especially if you're breastfeeding, which I was. Yeah. You're tied to this baby that's just crying all the time. I well, I mean, he's cute and you love him too, but it's yeah. just really tiring. I know. Your life is turned upside down. Totally. Yeah. And now that they're big, you kind of miss when they're little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I know. I, I always, do anyways. I know. I always look back on, you know, the baby pictures, you know, I was like, oh, they were so cute. I mean, I still love my kids now. They're awesome. They're, you know, they're great. But um, they're, they they're go friend. through different stages, yeah, they you do. know. Yeah, I mean, there's excitement about having babies, but there's also all the tiredness it is very and, tiring you know, overload that comes with stuff, it. So, so, so fathers, you try to understand. <gasps> yeah, I think moms need to be good to themselves, right? Yeah. Take care of themselves. What, starting from the pregnancy and mm. not to be harsh on themselves, especially right. about appearance and all that. I mean, your uh, body is going to change. You can't help it. I That's know. normal. So. Yeah, it is. 
you know, just take good care of yourself and uh, enjoy um, every step of the way. Another story about a child, a nine-year-old girl. Tell us about this, Paula. All right. Um, this child, a nine-year-old girl, lives in the central city of Taichung. Last week at 6 um, a.m., early in the morning, she alone um, took the bus to um, southern Taiwan, to the southern county of Pingdong. She wants to go there to find her grandpa. But when she arrived in Pingdong, um, she didn't know where to go. The only thing she knows about her grandpa is um, uh, he owns a motorbike shop. So she was, you know, standing there on the road. Unfortunately, the locals saw her and then they, they, they talked to her, then they asked um, the police to come in. And so the police arrived and they, they found out that the girl left her home all the way from Taichung to Pingdong uh, County is simply because she couldn't find her homework. Huh? You know, okay. s- summer vacation homework. She lost her homework. She's concerned that her parents are going to um, scold her, you know, oh, give no. her a scolding. So she is worried about that. So since she's so close to her grandparents, okay. she was oh. brought up by her Aww. grandparents. So she decided to go all the way from the central city of Taichung to southern Taiwan just That's to find her. That's a long way. It's a long way. A few way. hours, right? Right. A nine-year-old girl. But fortunately, um, you know, the police found her, and they also found her her grandparents, and they also found her the parents. parents. <laughs> so, But, you know, just think about this because, simply because she couldn't find her home. You know, homework. homework. That's such a little thing, right? So she's really concerned that like the parents are not happy about her. Oh, the parents wow. kind of like right. harsh on her or something. Probably, yeah. right? That's all I can think of. Oh you my know. goodness! Wow. But so she felt- six a.m. She took the bus. You know, early in the morning, wow. all the way t- to and the. She knows how to take the bus there. Well, she, yeah, she knows how to take the bus, but when she arrived in Pindon, she didn't know where to go. So nine year old, that would be like a what third grader? Yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. So well, old enough, but still, you know, all by herself. Oh, the train. I mean, she didn't know how to get to the house. She didn't, yeah, she didn't know how to get to Pingdong only. She was desperate. I mean, she she was de- desperate to find her grandparents and get some comfort from them. Wow. Hmm. My heart well, anyway, goes out to her anyway. Anyway, so it's good. Uh, happy ending anyway. Yeah, everybody's yeah. united. I hope she didn't get scolded too badly for what she you did. Know, really. <laughs> policy a new rule for drivers that just came out on september 1st and that is you will get fined if you do not yield to pedestrians at a sidewalk actually i thought that was a rule that no one paid attention to well now there's a fine yeah to hopefully get people to pay attention to this well i'm glad about this because you know I, i i before i i mean i've lived in japan before and i think they're very courteous because basically bicyclists yield to pedestrians and then motorcycles yield to cyclists, and then cars yield to you know you know what I mean. You, yeah, like, you're supposed to you're yield supposed to the to, most right? vulnerable but, I mean, person. I think people in Taiwan know about this, but they don't. Normally, do that, they no. don't. Yeah, that worried me. So I'm glad about this though. This new regulation. Well, you know, one of the reasons is that um, one expert said that actually more people die from being hit um, at a crosswalk while mm. they're walking than um, drunk driving accidents. Oh. 
I so, I mean, they've why. been cracking down on drunk driving, which is good. But, yeah. you know, the fatalities from this kind of situation, you know, motorists hitting pedestrians is, is growing up, actually. It's not getting better. So huh. that's why they're doing that. And the fine is not too big. It's only $3,600, which is about 120 oh. U.S. dollars. I think they should make it much worse Yeah. to deter people. I know. I mean, I drive and sometimes I forget, to be honest, because... I'm in the wrong mentality. <laughs> Following the Taiwan driving culture, where you push your way through, you know. Yeah. So, um, but you know, something else I've observed is that um, a lot of cross uh, at the crossroads, um, they, how should I put it, the sidewalks, they're they're flattened to be on the same you know level as the car car lanes. Mm-hmm. Oh, doing oh. you know at mm-hmm. the crossroads, you know. I think it's because maybe U-bikes, you know, for cyclists, that's why they kind of like lowered, you know, they flattened that the, you know, at the intersection. And that is really dangerous because cars can just swerve right onto the sidewalk without thinking too much about it and hit someone who's like waiting at the red, at the red light. So I'm, I mean, a few, a few friends and I have been concerned about that. Why they flattened that part at the crosswalk. Oh, I didn't notice they did that. Oh yeah. You, 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 <laughs> If you yeah, if you have a look, you'll see that they've recently they've flattened those, that part right at the intersection. And you know so that sixty percent um, of accidents happen at intersections. Yeah. So whether you're walking or driving, I think we all need to be very careful at intersections. And of course, drivers should give way to pedestrians. I know. But pedestrians should watch out because drivers don't always do that. <laughs> exactly. That's why you know, even though I get the green light for the pedestrians to cross the street. I have to turn left and see if there's any cars coming. It's you so do. dangerous. I you get do. really nervous crossing the street, even though I have to right away. That's true. You know? And I think yeah. it depends. I mean, I think uh, where I grew up in California, you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. But like New York, it's still bad too. So I mean, I think it depends oh. so <laughs> where you live. So Taipei is a place where people, uh, drivers don't necessarily yield to pedestrians, unfortunately. Mm. They're, they're trying to change that. Okay. Hopefully this will help. And hope I think they should do I a really bigger fine so. than this. <laughs> yeah, probably. Hopefully this will help. Okay, I want to hear about the doctor who won an award for promoting hospice and palliative care. Tell us about that, Paula. All right, he's um, Dr. Huang Shenjian. He's a... Um, well-known um, surgeon who also ha- who is also a specialist in hospice care or palliative care. Well, on um, Tuesday, he received um, a Presidential Innovation Award for promoting hospice care over the past 20 years. Well, he said that in the interview uh, with the Central Daily News, um, he said that he has been promoting the hospice care for 20 years. Um, sometimes he, you know, th- there's a lot of pressure because and how to... Because medical care, there there is a limit. However, um, sometimes patients' family ask doctors to um, to keep um, their terminally ill um, relative members, uh, you know, to to keep them alive. It's easy to keep patients alive. It's for he said that it's easy to keep patients alive, but it's difficult to just let it go. Mm, and it is that's true, right? And he says it's really important to. After his patients die, he says it's really important to help the living live a better life. And he thinks uh, that everyone should have a good death, not a bad death. You know, you don't want to be confined to the the wheelchair or you don't want to be, 
you know, yeah, um, put pain, on ventilators, right? everything. Right. right. Mm. So he has been doing this for the, over the past 20 years, and he said that receiving the award is um, is a, a recognition of his efforts. Oh, that's great. Right. I think what he mentioned, that's really... Um, that's a good way to look at it, a good death, right? Because mm-hmm. we all are going to die. And we, we usually don't think of death as in any way being good. Mm. But if we can make it better, right, um, yeah. for the person and the family. Well, everybody wants a good death. Yeah. Not a yeah. bad death. That's true. <laughs> so I think that it's great work that he's doing. And Taiwan is eventually catching on to the idea of hospice care, right, and facing uh, death in, with dignity. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in to Here in Taiwan, and do stay tuned for Just the Classics. For Here in Taiwan, I'm Natalie So. I'm Shirley Lin. And I'm Paula Chow. We'll see you next time. This is Radio Taiwan International. Welcome to Just the Classics. I'm Shirley Lin. It's my turn to host the show. Now, there is someone who is better known as the king of Taiwanese pop and whom I got to know personally, and that's a privilege. I know him as Lawrence Hong or Hong Rong Hong. And then just as I was about to do the show, I realized he's changed his English name to Chris Hong. Chris. I was really surprised because there's a reason why I remember him as Lawrence. I'll tell you all about that later. He's well-known because he's incredible at singing the Japanese enka style using vibrato on his voice. So I hope you catch what I mean by that vibrato or enka style with the song. Yeah.
So that was Ai Ishoro. That means, um, gosh, small alley of love. Anyway, that's Chris Hong, Hong Rong Hong. Now I got to know him by Chris. I gotta remember that. It's not Lawrence. Okay, I'll tell you why I know him as Lawrence. I'm not kidding at all. He used to be called Lawrence. Anyway, so Hong Rong Hong, who is he? He's actually a holder of five Golden Melody Awards and one Golden Bell Awards. So Golden Melody is like the Asian equivalent of the Grammys, okay? And Golden Bell, well, that's... um. I guess I think he was hosting some kind of a variety show or music show, either on it's either on radio broadcast or on TV. Yeah, I do remember it. It's kind of a faint, you know, faint memory of that. Anyway, he is the eldest of three sons and one daughter to the late Hong Yifeng. And uh, if Hong Rong-hong is known as the king of Taiwanese pop, where his father Hong Yifeng, Hong Yifeng was the godfather of Taiwanese pop. His father was really famous, you know, as a singer, as a songwriter and composer. But the thing is that Chris did not have a great relationship with his father um, because his dad was really strict with him in training him to sing well. Um, Chris was sent to Japan to study music at the age of 10. And with such strict training and his father being just really strict and, you know, just a very serious guy and um, Chris didn't really have a happy childhood or just childhood, period, really. He was made to perform on stage at really early age and, you know, to help make money for the family and all that. Yeah. And, you know, he has uh, a, a younger brother, Eric Hong, who's also musically talented. Um, he's an award-winning music producer whom I got to know as well. Um, he also has another younger brother, um, Hong Hong. Um, Wait a minute. What was it? Hong Rong Liang. Yes, um, his younger brother Eric was Hong Hong Jing Yao, and I don't know. He has the youngest uh, um, sister. Um, I've got her name. She's married. I know, and she's beautiful. Yeah. Anyway, um, over the course of his music career, Chris has worked with many prominent Taiwanese singers, including the retired Jody Jiang whom you probably heard me talk before at my, in my music show, Jukebox Republic. Anyway, she is dubbed the queen of Taiwanese pop. And it was rumored that they, Chris and Jody, had a relationship before, which, you know, I think it's unfortunate that they didn't develop into anything because they're both like incredibly great singers of the Taiwanese dialect. Anyway, let's have a listen to two other songs here by Hong Rong Hong. How about Sua Ding O Gao Hian? I almost couldn't say it because that was actually the original singer to that song was his father. So let's hear that. And the other one is Jiki Shoho Swan because 
If you think of Hong Rong Hong, you think of this song, Jiki Shou Ho Suan, which means a small umbrella. But、uh, unfortunately, I don't have his version. Maybe because he's now got full copyright of that song or something.、Um, we just don't have it on stock here. So I've got the one covered by another、um, Taiwanese pop diva, Huang Yiling.
心情也开我。
Because of Chris's strained relationship with his dad, he developed a drinking problem. But that changed after he became a Christian. Well, he was already a Christian before he came to our church, and that's how you know I knew him. It was years ago, really many years ago, that I got to know Chris when he came to our church with his mom, and uh, he and my hubby, Big John, became close friends.、Um, You know, and my mom became close friends with his mom. If only his mom knows my mom now, because now they both got gray hair, and beautifully gray-haired women. Okay,、um, the reason why I knew Chris as Lawrence because one time he taught us how to make steak using bonito fish flakes. Yes, bonito fish flakes and black pepper. He taught us to take the steak. Generously sprinkle bonito fish flakes and black pepper on each side, and then grill it. It is yummy. Believe me, that's the thing that my parents and my in-laws love to have every time when it's a special occasion, like Mother's Day or Father's Day or someone's birthday in the family. Then、um, they ask for Lawrence steak. Yeah, that's it. We've decided to call it Lawrence steak because of the way he taught us how to make it. Believe me, there's nothing fishy about the taste. It's just awesome, and I really wonder why he changed his name to Chris. Maybe he just wants a a new life, you know, starting with a, a new English name. Anyway, it was also while he was at our church he developed good exercising habits. He he would just have to exercise like three times a week, or maybe even more than that, like every day or something like that. And you know, either going to the gym, you know, doing weights or biking. And Big John had accompanied him on several biking trips, for all that I know that I can remember. So that was really incredible.、Um, I think I would have preferred him calling Lawrence instead of Chris. Anyway, let's have a listen to another song. Thank、you. 
So that was Wu Ya Hui, a real classic, back many, many years ago. And actually, we've uh, lost touch because he's gone on to start his own church, I think. And not only that, he's on his third marriage. Yes, his third marriage, uh, just like his father, who had several marriages too. Well, I do wish him well and hope that someday we meet again. That's it for Just the Classics. I'm Shirley Lin. One last song from Chris Hong, Hong Long Hong. Recently, he released an album with the same name as a song that he sung many years ago. This is Cabo Banban.
Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 9405 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 9405 kHz. And in Southeast Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC, on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.